When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today's podcast is brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of Rutgers Athletics. All right, so uh, as we talked about, really tough, tough loss. And then I got back at it yesterday. The guys were great. Um, you know, it's a very physical game. We have some bumps and bruises that uh, we're going to have to heal and get better before uh, Saturday. But uh, we're looking forward to the opportunity of going on the road and taking on a very good Purdue team. So it's a big challenge. We'll take our first question from Tom Canavan, Associated Press. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Doing well, Tom. How are you? <clears throat> good. It, we're, we're pretty much at the halfway point of the season. And you told us like the first week we talked to you about coronavirus is the biggest foe you face this year. I mean, how do you, how have you cope with that? I mean, is, is, is it going as well as expected? It's a great question, Tom. Every single day, that's, that's the first thing I talk to our team about in our, in our morning meeting. And I give them examples of everything that's going on. Like last weekend, there was 19 games canceled, right? So think, I mean, we're talking 38 teams did not play football. And there's all 100, and Division One. I'm talking, so 130 teams, 38 of them didn't play. So it's that that's a record high. Um, I just keep talking to our guys about how we have to double down on our vigilance with everything we're doing if we want to play. And I know our guys love playing. They want to play the season. But, you know, you look at the teams that uh, when it hits you, it hits you. It hit us in the summer. And no one is above it, right? You look at all the, the top players, top coaches, top programs. It doesn't really matter. Uh, so... We're just doing everything we can from a safety standpoint. You know, it still comes down to really wearing the masks as much as we possibly can when we're not 
you know, competing. Um, same thing, washing our hands, social distancing, all the things that everybody knows. My fear, and, and it really, I think it's not just mine, I think it's all of ours, is, you know, fatigue. I think people are becoming fatigued with the whole process. And we can't because, as you know, and you've read the stats, it's, it's the worst it's been. So um, I get worried. I look at all the, the, the travel. You know, it's, despite this deal, there's millions of people flying. And, um, but hold on, to our, hold on to our you know what's. And what we try to say is we've we got to take care of here. We can't take care of everywhere. But if we take care of our business and we get a little lucky, then we'll be able to play our whole season. And that's, that's really what, what we want to do. Next question is Keith Sargent, NJ.com. Hey, Greg. Um, halfway uh, point, uh, I think the offense has gone from next to last in the country in both scoring and total yards produced to I think you're 58th in the country in scoring, 91st in total offense. How would you just assess the offense overall um, you know, at this point in the year? Well, I think much improved, as you just stated, and uh, I think uh, are doing a great job of coming up with ways to utilize this, the talent that we have on our team. I think Sean Gleason and the offensive staff have done a good job of um, accentuating the positives and limiting whatever negatives we have. Uh, especially playing in an all-conference schedule like we are. So um, I think our quarterback's done a good job. You know, it's not been all highs, but it, he's had some really, some really good uh, performances. And I think there's been some guys that, um, you know, have really stepped up. I mean, one that jumps out at you, Bo Melton. You know, Bo's really stepped up his game. And um, it's kind of neat for me. I was a GA at Rutgers when his dad was a senior. So I've, it's, it's kind of come full circle. So um, I'm really happy for them as a family. And then obviously to have Max here, which was a huge, uh, a huge recruiting win when we first got here, to have Max uh, jump over and be with us. And, and he's already proven to be a, a really good player and a very good prospect. So. Um, yeah, the, the, I think offensively, uh, you, you really enjoy seeing the improvement, and I, I hope that uh, that we can continue to get better and better. And uh, again, part of that's going to be staying healthy. It's a very physical league, and as you go on week after week, uh, there's really not a chance to get well. This probably is the closest week we'll have to get well, just because classes, you know, kind of end, and our guys will be able to sleep. One of the biggest challenges, going back to Tom's question, is I think I shared this with you guys. Our guys have to get up even earlier than we normally do to do the testing before we get started with meetings. And, you know, one or, one or two days, that's okay, but we test every day. And, you know, we practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, and uh, so they, those three days are really hard. Uh, and they're physically demanding and they're not getting a lot of sleep because we're also getting into the thick of the academics, right? So we're, we're past midterms and now we're approaching finals. There's a lot of papers due and a lot of stuff. So this week can be good for us. Hopefully we can get uh, plenty of rest on Wednesday and then think, you know, we're going to let them sleep in a little bit the later part of the week. Um, Thanksgiving we're going to be spending together. Again, back to Tom's question, you know, we're not, we're not going home. No one's going home. The whole team's sticking together for Thanksgiving. We're going to have a team Thanksgiving. And 
you know what, it's not what you're used to, but quite honestly, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to being with the guys and being able to hang out and, and uh, we'll make the most of it. Chris Eisman, connect. Greg, when uh, watching the film, I mean, what stood out the most about the way Noah played the other day and, and what was the kind of the key adjustment that he made from the previous games, especially, you know, the one against Illinois? Well, I think, he, you know, he obviously played very proficiently, um, both with his reads and his delivery of the football, also reading in the run game, and we just need to continue to do that. He needs to keep stepping up his game. Um, we had a couple unfortunate situations in the, I don't even know who, you know, earlier in the season, you know, where either the, the pocket collapsed or some things happened. Uh, and then some of the things he just didn't throw the ball accurately. So um, I see improvement every week in Noah. I actually see improvement in all our quarterbacks every week, which is very, uh, very good. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll continue. Darren, 24-7. Greg, uh, with Purdue, what challenges does this team uh, represent looking ahead to this week's game? Now they're a good football team. Uh, offensively, they're very explosive. They got Rondell Moore back last week. You know, he's one of the fastest, most explosive players in college football, period. So that was a big guy for them to get back. Uh, and, and they were already doing well offensively. So uh, Coach Brom is an excellent coach. Um, came up in the game as an offensive coach, is, still runs that side of the ball for him and does a tremendous job. So it's a huge challenge defensively. Um, they're improved. I think that they're they're uh, very sound. Coach Diaco is their coordinator, New Jersey guy who I know well. He does an excellent job, um, and we're going to have to really be on on all three phases to have an opportunity to compete here this weekend. Richie Snyderite with Rivals. Hey, Coach. After taking like a I guess a little bit of a deeper look into the stats, it seems like when you guys run it on first down. Uh, you guys are only averaging around like two, 2.3 yards per carry. Um, with the defense kind of expecting a run on the early downs, is it any, uh, without revealing too much again, without, uh, is there any plan to change that up a little bit? I know it's a tough one. No, it's not tough. I mean, we, we run it and we pass it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you, you, you call plays, there's reasons that every play is called. Every call that Sean makes, he has a reason for. Every play that Rob makes, he has a reason for. And every play Adam calls, the, you know, there's reasons. It doesn't always work. Statistically, yeah, I think you can say that and, you, you know, mix it up what down you throw on and all those things. Totally agree. Um, but it's, you know, these are experienced play callers that know what they're doing. So I'm very comfortable with the way they're calling the games. James Cratch, NJ.com. Greg, you had struggles with penalties again on Saturday. I know that you've mentioned it. You've stressed the team. Do you think there's some reason with the lack of training camp or practice that the penalties continue to be an issue? Mm, it's a great question, Cratch. I, uh, it's frustrating, for sure. Um, some of the playing hard penalties, as I told you before, I don't ever want to lead the country in least penalties because I don't think you're trying hard enough if you do that. The ones that just drive me crazy, you know, are the selfish ones, which I didn't think we had selfish penalties, and then the focus penalties. Those two, you know, those two classifications are what drive me crazy. And uh, 
Selfish ones, there's absolutely zero excuse. Focus ones, I don't think there's an excuse for those either. Um, now, you're playing football and the guy's slipping away from you, usually it's a, an error in technique that you commit a foul. Um, you know, you're playing man-to-man -man defense, the guy gets leverage where you didn't want him to have leverage, now you're playing catch-up. Well, when you play catch-up, sometimes you bump into him uh, when the ball's thrown and that's DPI. You know, so there's, there's a science to all of it. Um, we've generally not been, like I said, we've generally not been the best, but never we're, what we're doing now. So I agree, we gotta, we gotta get that fixed. It's not from a lack of trying, but uh, we may have to think of some different ways to do it. Um, it could be any of the reasons you said. It could be training camp. It could be that, you know, we don't have as many officials in at practice as we usually do with the virus. I don't know. I've thought about it all. So I'll just keep pecking away until we get it, get it fixed. Hopefully this is the weekend. Steve Politti, NJ.com. Hey, Greg, with the exception of the top team in, in the league, it strikes me that the Big Ten might have never been as competitive from two to 14. Do you agree with that? And does that change anything about, you know, how you approach rebuilding this or the narrative you can sell to people who say, well, Rutgers can't win in the Big Ten? Well, first off, I totally disagree. If anybody says Rutgers can't win in the Big Ten, they're not, you know, they're not being realistic. But um, I don't get to watch everybody. So I get to see what you, you know, I see the scores. You probably get to see more of the other games than I do. But it appears that way just by the records and the scores. Um, and it might be two or three teams, right? I, you know, up until last weekend, again, I didn't see any of it, but you would say Wisconsin might be that, like, right? But, but who knows? I don't, I don't know. Then they lose. So it's very competitive. Um, I think we've done our part to make it where you can say two through 14 and not two through 13, right? So I'm, I'm proud of that, that our guys have made it that way. But that's not what we're here for. We're not here to just be competitive. Uh, we're here to win, and we haven't been able to do that. So I'm frustrated with that. But uh, I do think the league is a, is, a, is a tremendous, I've always thought, tremendous league, all sports. But I think football uh, is, is really, really special, and especially the side of the division we're on in the Big Ten East. Um, you know, I love this league. Go to Patrick Mulranen with the Press of Atlantic City. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Patrick? Fine, thank you. Uh, just, you know, um, can you talk about a little bit about your development and the growth of the program this year? You know, it seems like you guys were playing a lot, like you were just mentioning, talking about the competitive football, both in offense and defense, a lot more than years past. Um, like, you know, you scored 20-plus points in five conference games for the first time since you joined the Big Ten. You know, so how do you feel your one is going? And how do you feel you're going to even rebound from the, those two tough losses and, you know, not finishing, but maybe look ahead to Purdue? Uh, you know, I try to avoid, Patrick, doing like in-season evaluations of, you know, where we are or what, because things are changing constantly. It's hard enough to stay up with the current. I do think as a head coach, you have to know where you've been, though. And I know where we were when we started this thing back in, in December. And I know where we are now, and we've made progress. Not enough, otherwise we'd have a better record, right? Uh, but we're making progress. And I'm not a big guy, you know, I believe in finishing a play, 
like each play you got to finish. You know, so we say swarm on defense and finish on offense. I believe in that. I think you get in trouble when you start talking about finish the game. You know, well, there's there's 70 plays left in the game. What do you mean finish the game? Yeah, of course you got you got to finish one play at a time. So that's where I I may differ from some. Um, when you finish all the plays in the second half individually, then you finish the second half. Um, that's that's more of the way I look at it. So finish every play from play one to play 100 and whatever we play. And usually you look up and the scoreboard is, is, is something that you like, you know, so that's what we try to do. Um, we have to do a better job, though, because I looked up and the scoreboard isn't what I like. So we'll, we'll try to do better. Take a couple more. Next question, Chris Nowalski with Rivals. Hey, Coach, uh, I know you talked about uh, Max Mellon earlier. I just want to get your thoughts on how the secondary as a whole has played so far this year. Um, I would say inconsistent in the secondary. We've done some really good things, and then we've done some things that I sit there and I've not seen them do that other than that, that's that one single situation. It's, that's where you have to, you know, as a head coach, I look at it and say, okay, why? That's always the question to me, not what, because I, you know, anybody can watch the tape and see what, but my, my question is why? And that's my job, to figure out the why and help the coaches figure out the why. And for inconsistency in a position group, then I need to, need to do a better job of figuring out the why and giving them the answer. So ultimately, it all comes back to the head coach because you're the guy in charge of the why. Take uh, Anthony Fusilli, Rutgers Radio Network. Just you talk about the receivers, the way Jones has been evolving, uh, Krushank, you know, Bo's had an outstanding year, but just having all these guys perform the way they are right now uh, to help your offense. Well, that's a good question, Fuchs. I, I think the receivers as a group have gotten better, and I think individuals within that group, some of them have made great strides. And, uh, you know, hats off to them. I think that uh, you know our receiver coach Tyquan Underwood is doing a great job. Familiar name to a lot of people uh, that that uh, love Rutgers, and it's been really fun to have Ty on the staff. He uh, he and uh, he does a great job, not only coaching and teaching, but relationships and 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 you know to me that's often the biggest part of your job is the relationships you have with your players. It's amazing how much better they play when they really know how much you care about them. So um, I think Ty's a rising star in this profession. Um, we got to keep that, that ascension going because that's been a big reason why we've been able to score some points. Um, and, you know, that, that's, you're only as good as your last play. That's the way it is in this game. Take our final question, Keith Sargent, NJ.com. Greg, you met. I mentioned uh, Thanksgiving, your plan. How much of a departure is it from what you did back in the day? I think you used to let your Jersey guys go home. Um, was that correct? And then I guess if you have 105 guys, 110 guys on your team and 30-something staff members, how many turkeys will you need to, to feed the team? Well, nor you're right. Normally what we do is we get up early, practice early, and then get everybody on the road and they, you know, the Jersey guys and the New York guys, the local guys all go home and they take the long distance guys homes with, home with them. So everybody gets a home cooked meal and anybody who didn't go with the player then came to one of the coaches houses. So that was always the formula in the, in the 11 years I was here. 
that's made a radical shift. Now we're all going to eat together. And uh, how many turkeys? Uh, that's not my job. I don't. I don't know that. I'm not sure about that one. I will. Uh, I will try to figure that figure that out and get back to you on that, Keith. But I bet you it's a lot, especially some of the size of these guys. There's a lot of a lot of turkeys going down. I would. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't. You know, first off, you guys have a great Thanksgiving, um, and we'll we'll talk again. Uh, I guess next week. But a um, couple things with basketball, men's and women's basketball, starting this week. I just want to give a big shout out to Coach Stringer and 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 uh, the women's team, and to Coach Coach Pikes and the man's team. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, it, it, I got to taste it last year when I first came back, and it was awesome. And I know we can't have fans, but uh, I know there's going to be a lot of Rutgers fans watching every game, and we're two really good teams, both on the men's and women's side, and two great coaches. So, good luck to you guys. Uh, also, a belated. Happy birthday to Coach Peichel. It was uh, Saturday, so I didn't know that. Someone let me know that today. So happy birthday, Pikes. And, uh, again, you guys have a great Thanksgiving and try to go get us a Thanksgiving uh, weekend win. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.